0: Neil, what's wrong? Something seems off. Yeah, I I don't know. The game the other night was fun. I'm just kind of feeling out of it.
1: Well, come on! Get pumped up! We've got a show to do!
0: I tried everything. Caffeine, sugar, jumping jacks,
1: I took a cold shower. I don't know what to do. Hmm. This might be a long shot, but I've got an idea. I'll try anything. Watch this video of two gorillas fighting to the death.
0: Welcome to episode 166 of Wolves Cast, the show that is thirsty. hosted by myself, and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. It's a thirsty day, everybody.
1: Season whatever of Wolves Cast has started on today. Thirsty. The
0: the the we we can't decide if it's uh, it's some combination of thirsty or
1: Thursday or I think trying to apply logic to it is stealing the magic of it. So yeah. I just yeah. know that. It's the Minnesota Thursky Wolves this season, everybody.
0: Uh-huh, yeah, you can go either way with that. I hope some sometime this season we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Uh, it seems to be a inside joke between uh, young Anthony Edwards and uh, veteran Josh Okogie, something like that.
1: And nothing's better than when people who don't understand the inside <laughs> joke co-opt it and, and drive it into the ground.
0: That's right. That's that's it's our job, really, here on uh, Wolvescast is to do things like that, bring them to you. People who might not know about uh, the insider Thursky uh, stylings of, uh, of the Timberwolves this year.
1: That's right. You know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Maybe you listen to like the Low Post or something, but they yeah. don't break down the X's and O's of Thursky.
0: That's right. They're not scouring the you know Instagram stories. For uh, mentions of Thursky, checking and, uh, things like that. Aunt
1: Junior, mm. the dog's Twitter mm. account to see who he's replying to with the word Thursky.
0: I think it may that's another candidate for possibilities. This could be a dog reference, potentially. You know, Aunt Junior might have started Thursky. And uh, I guess we don't know if Kogi's a dog person, but I could see it. No, he, he is. Yeah. He has a puppy as he's, well. He's got dogs. Oh, man. I think this could pretty be a pretty new puppy. If I yeah, remember I think right. this could easily be a dog thing between the two new dog dads right there bonding. Uh, but there you go. That's that's the Thursky talk for today. We'll come back to it. Yeah. You know, obviously
1: it's a good day to pod. We're riding on a high, everybody recording this oh on Thursday, October 21st, a.k.a. the day after the greatest opening game we've had in quite a while.
0: The season has begun. It's here, and uh, yeah, the wolves. What a
1: propulsive Ooh. first game to start the season! I oh. am just you know riding very high, Neil. Just yeah, like, wow. You have to. Is this the best team in the league or the best team in league history that we're hearing for right now?
0: Well, yeah, we have to. We have to find out. We have to narrow it down there. Um, but yeah, we uh, we usually do full court press, which is uh, or sorry, we usually do a week recap when we talk about a little bit about each of the games. That happened uh, in the in the previous week, but we only have one, so we're just gonna do it right here. Week recap, yeah. Week recap, I've one been, game. I've been kind of busy this week. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, I played the, uh, some of the Smash Brothers new DLC character Sora. Um, you know, I missed the deadline to get our intro into Canisius for the starting lineup post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a, that's my week recap right there.
0: Yeah, I've been. Um, I was uh, I was in Denver for part of the week, and uh, now I'm back, and uh, you know, just getting ready for the show. And uh, prepping a few other things and uh, you know, just, just doing some things around the house, getting some getting some chores done, might have to start raking soon. So, you know, just thinking about those potentially. So, yeah, that's that's our week recap. But let's jump into full court press, talk about that win. Here's the tip The Wolves are one and oh Ooh, and, undefeated uh, undefeated. The Wolves uh you know, they're very good uh, in in the best first record in the league of the season. They they're always very good there. I remember uh, this excitement brings me back to two years ago, when the when the wolves went into Brooklyn and uh, won a game out there uh, on the road to start the season.
1: S- similar sort of. Oof
0: vibes except for you know Brooklyn team was a little better uh than maybe the Houston
1: team didn't but. Kyrie have like 50 points in yes. his first game as a net and then yes. he had a shot at the game winning shot at the end of OT and or was it OT or yeah, regulation I think they went to OT and uh Kyrie like fell down with the ball That's and right. got up and almost hit the shot right. J.O. was on him and some people were like did Kyrie do that on purpose was yeah. he trying to hit a playground shot where he falls down and gets back up and hits a game winner
0: yeah street ball move right there right Yeah, that that reminded me of this. And um, although this was more of a resounding beatdown win of a game rather than a nail biter on the road. So, yeah, it's not just
1: just that it was a beatdown and set everything you were hoping to see from this team, you kind of saw. You know, like everything was going right. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, we had a great offensive performance and we ended up beating a worse team. It was like, no, we had a suffocating defense that really showed us what. You know, what we've been talking about for years, Neil, on this pod, which is, uh, you know, how can this defense work when we don't have the personnel? Obviously, you know, we're the second shortest team in the league. We found out last night, listening to the <laughs> podcast, I think it was an average height of like 6'4". Oh my god, Which is not, not big, but the only team that's like smaller than us was the Houston Rockets. So, you know, we got to look like, we're like, oh man, we fixed all of our rebounding issues. Look at that. Look at us bully this other team. Maybe being small isn't a bad idea. It's like, well, actually, check your brakes. This is... Yeah. Only team smaller than you. So maybe we're not going to look that aggressive on the glass every single night. But um, just going back to the defense, we said, how can this team uh, have an effective defense with this personnel? And we've been saying you got to have that kind of swarming defense where you're not stopping guys at the rim as much as you're stripping balls, you know, getting your hands into passing lanes, creating turnovers that way. And like, that's the kind of defense we saw just suffocate the Rockets last night.
0: Yeah, it was surprising to see that, especially, uh, you know, right away, it kind of feels like the defense stuff would maybe, you know, round into shape later on. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, again, we have to be careful here. But Hey, right away off the bat, I was surprised at how well they executed the defense. Um, It just just felt like it'd be a new system and it'd take a long time.
1: What you said in the doc is intensity, defensive intensity. That's true because there were mistakes, but uh, what Finch said at the post-game press conference, he Mm. said, mistakes out of effort are okay. That's right. Mistakes out of laziness (laughs) we can't have. And then he said... If guys keep flying at the ball, you just make the, the the other team make another play, make another play. Yeah. So even if you're out of position, if you recover and just run at the guy with the ball, it causes that guy to make another pass. So even if you're making mistakes, as long as you keep that intensity and effort, I mean – that's what I want to see. Let's keep the same energy from game one all season long because that's the real test.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Jim Pete mentions it a lot, but like that kind of hustle is is contagious. You know, it, it really, um, you know, it spawns the rest of your team to kind of be like, all right, I got to play this way then, especially when it's, um, you know, it's Josh Okogi and, uh, or, or uh, you know, this wasn't last night, but, you know, Pat Beverly or some of these other guys where they're kind of showing you the way and it's like, all right, I got, I, I got to get on their level. You know, I got to, you know, hustle like that. I got to really close out hard and, you know, hustle for that, uh, that rotation to get that block at the rim or something. So, yeah, between Okogie, Vanderbilt, um, even Edwards, uh, in this game, like, nice. they were all like, Playing really hard and and like you said like there you know it wasn't all it wasn't all like um you know on on point all the time but I feel like it just it bodes so well for the rest of the team to be like well even if we get burnt sometimes this is how we're gonna play so it's game one everybody's got their legs everybody's healthy like stuff like that so you know you wonder you know you always see uh, early in seasons you know you see you know lots of shots getting up paces super high right at the beginning of the year so. Obviously, we need to be careful here, but at the same time, like to see it in game one is so fun.
1: Right. And like you said, we didn't even have Pat Bev for for this. So maybe that will give us a little extra hope that we can sustain this going forward. I do think it was funny, though, on a night where everything was going right on D, that even Cat and D lo and Ant looked like, you know, plus defenders. Beasley still looked abysmal. Like that was mm. the one guy who was not bringing the effort and energy. Got a nice, another
0: nice block at the rim. You right.
1: Know, yeah. I just. Late. I think that you know I saw some cases. I don't know the defensive scheme. Maybe he, Beasley is supposed to wander off and leave his guy wide, Eric Gordon wide mm. open in the corner. Yeah. Maybe that's part Doubtful. of the scheme that I don't understand. <laughs> but it was the one time the one player who I was like he's not trying very hard was Beasley. Yeah. So he's got to get. In shape. Yeah.
0: He's still figuring things out. He's still. Uh, yeah, getting in shape, rounding into form there, which is fine because he gets to come off the bench and just kind of do it in spot minutes so not as bad as a starter kind of having to do that but um yeah i mean i think it was just great to see the wolves obviously play well right away but i think uh, the entire game i was also just thinking oh wow like this Houston team is i mean they're already there's only there's very few teams i think are going to be worse in the west than the wolves But Houston is is a lock uh, for that. I mean, too many young guys. I mean, longtime Wolves fans will recognize this type of uh, comedy of errors of of team here with all the turnovers and all the young guys trying to go one-on-one. And, man, it is sort of weird to be, like, on the Mm -hmm. other side of that, even though, like, the Wolves are still kind of bad. But it's just, like, they have so many more veteran players who have even been in the league, like, four or five years. Right. Whereas the
1: Rockets, it's like all these rookies, man. Five teenagers on the team. Oh,
0: my gosh, and, you know, they got some nice pieces that I think will be good for them in the long term. But the Wolves just just preyed on this team who had just, just countless turnovers and just stupid mistakes the entire
1: game. Which is actually, you know, I don't take it for granted. Because how yeah. many times have we seen this Wolves team come in against a sure. team of unexperienced people, team that you should beat and yep. then just have our butts kick because the younger, scrappier team brought the energy. They were hungry yeah. for the buckets and... We came in kind of assuming we would win, and then we get handed our butts, you know? <laughs> yep. And so, like, last night I was Good like, point. wow, this team is younger than us, you know, maybe hungrier because these are kids making their first NBA debuts, you know. I'm sure Green wants to win. Oh, yeah. Rookie of the year this year, you know, make a big splash. So for us to out-hustle them, it was really telling. and I'll say for Beasley uh, one thing I liked late in the game he dove into the bench trying to save a ball from out of bounds
0: (laughs) this is the best moment and the
1: whole bench yeah the whole bench exploded like he had just hit a game winning shot in the playoffs and I was just like if we can keep that same energy if we can keep that energy this season's going to be an amazing season for us
0: yeah 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 he kind of they rewarded his hustle they all picked him up and he like jumped up you know kind of sprung up on his feet and everybody else was kind of partying there with him and I, I think it was especially telling to have like towns right in the middle of that too it's like It's one thing if like the 13th guy on your bench is is, uh going wild or whatever that's kind of their job but when towns is right in the middle of all that and just like with a big smile on his face again you're winning by 30 it's easy to smile but i like to see um you know the the best player on your team like also being kind of one of the ones to lead the lead the you know the energy and the the bench cheering so it seems like a team that's uh, you know, pretty, pretty well together, right? Like, uh, you know, pretty with each other and sort of liking each other. I and mean, we always get that you always get the Bahamas, you always get all that stuff. Right, but exactly. just seeing this moment, I feel like that moment of like picking them up, like that's where it's actually real, I feel like in a way, you know, uh, so, Absolutely. so yeah, it's it's, it's for reals, I think. I
1: mean, some other nice things I thought, you know, some guys who looked rusty in the preseason, all of a sudden looked like they were game ready, you know, like, yeah, cat Ant, D'Lo all brought it. They, they seem like they're all in midseason form right now. And, Even Jaden, who I thought looked pretty rusty in the preseason. Oh, he was great. Definitely took a step forward. Gosh,
0: he was great. He was just back to his old self of like last year of just being this like – sneaky pest. like people but you still you just still don't expect him maybe because he's so thin or whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's just weird how he can he has this uncanny ability just to come away with the ball from you it's just like you know if you're driving and he's guarding you like he just has his body in just the right position he
1: might get the strip and yeah the 50 50 <laughs> balls felt like 75 25 balls. Yeah, like last four steals walls. and four blocks oh was the turnovers were insane it was it was just this de- amazing defensive performance i felt like this whole game was a gift to Wolves fans, you know, and a gift to the team. You know, the team needed to win like this. Yeah. Like, thank God we play the worst team in the league possibly on opening night at home. You know, that helps. That definitely helps, you know, and, and for the team, it must be nice because to see such success kind of reinforces like, hey, you did the right thing on defense. Maybe keep doing that and you'll continue to see this kind of success.
0: Well, and the other cool thing, too, is like they give away a bunch of tickets to these first games. And so like to play well here, like from a business and from like a, um, you know, atmospheric, like sort of like energy around the Wolves and hype about the Wolves. Like, this is really nice because people get to all these people who might not attend another game the rest of the season. You know, now maybe they will be looking at tickets or maybe they'll watch if they can on TV. We and need stuff, to get so. some cameras
1: in the upper deck think, because <laughs> what happened last night and, you know, yeah. Wednesday night, first game of the season, whatever. But I just – there was times in the fourth quarter when, like you said, the team was going wild. The team yes. was having all this energy. It would keep cutting to the fans in the stands. And they'd all be like <laughs> sitting down watching, like not smiling. It's just yeah. like your team just got up by 30 points or 20 points and like the whole place should be going wild and like most of the lower bowl still seated. And I think part of that is just like, you know, the difference in the fans. Because we know the upper upper level can be packed. Yeah. And then the lower level looks anemic on, on television sometimes. But uh, that's just something to keep an eye on, fans. Come on.
0: Yeah, totally. So a good first game. And uh, hopefully they can keep it going, Scott. Game. <laughs> Blouses. He's hitting up. All right, moving on now. Um, you know we uh, we've seen one game, but uh, there's 81 more games coming, Scott. I don't know if you knew that, but thank God. Yeah, they're going to keep on coming. What a great promise. Yeah, so you know, as something of a you know continuation of uh, you know kind of a season preview type of idea, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, early season focus areas, uh, kind of meaning like what we and what we think you um should be watching for uh here in the first couple weeks the first you know two months something like that of like you know kind of like we're saying coming out of preseason and um you know lots of you know rotation things to look for and it just we're going to learn a lot about this team early on how they're going to play and and certain things like that so uh, what are what are we looking for um early in this season as as we watch the games you know more than just necessarily are they winning or hey are they playing good basketball but like let's get more specific than than that um you know maybe obviously keying off this Houston game you know what what do we see uh in this game that we'd like to see continue um as as we move on
1: well, i think one of the main things is what we were talking about in preseason which is uh the rotations how this team fits together last night we got to see. You know, because there's a lot of questions about who's going to be in the starting lineup. They went with J.O. at power forward. You know, positions are meaningless, everybody. But um, we're wondering if Vando is going to get the start or who is going to be there. And it's just interesting to see the lineups. Obviously, we didn't have Pat Bev last night because of the suspension, but he's obviously going to be a large part of the rotation. So that's going to shake up a lot of things. I'm interested. The two main things I'm interested in is. What? Uh, who are the two defenders you put out there with Ant, Cat, and Delo Yeah. And then also, who do you pair with Beasley? Because we got to get something out of Beasley in the backup minutes. And yeah. I thought it was interesting last night, There had uh, early in the game a lot of beasley Delo minutes together. And um, obviously, we we fear for what that means for the defensive end of things when they're both yeah. on the court at the same time. But if you're but, playing
0: second unit guys, maybe it's not so bad, right? right. That's a great point. Playing so, the other team's second unit.
1: Yeah, so the idea of maybe taking helo first off in the court and then he comes back in with a second unit and run things yeah. it could be interesting but like i said this is all going to change a lot with bev back in the mix so that's something that i'm very interested in keeping an eye on
0: yeah beverly obviously is you know is someone that all wolves fans are excited about wolves media you know they're just ready to see this guy um you know continue to have an imprint on the defense especially and i think that makes a lot of sense you know for kind of what we're talking about as you know in the second unit of running beverly and Delo and, and maybe Beasley, all three of them together. I don't know. That's that's kind of tough, but um, you know we'll, we'll see about that. But I think what what you're saying is right. You know, yeah, the defensive downside of having um, you know Delo and Beasley out there together is obviously an issue. But at the same time, I feel like you know Delo's ability to get people the ball um you know I feel like that could bode well for for Beasley's kind of catch and shoot game um a little bit there and yeah it's just just a good kind of combination to have those two if you can handle the defense obviously um so I'd like to see that and um and yeah I mean you know the rotations yeah I think you know we're going to be like we said really good to see those um, you know, that defense and those wings really covering up lots of ground. I thought Vanderbilt was great um, in that game. And, you know, we, we've seen that before. We know he can do that. We know he can scramble around and just like be a menace and, uh, you know, block shots at the rim. I mean, his energy is just is just next level. And it's it's still so fun to see him. Yeah, you know, I
1: mean, yeah. Vando, like you said, was great uh, in his minutes last night. He brings that energy. I keep saying bring that energy over and over bring again. That's it, kind bring of the it. emphasis of this pod. It's we're okay. bringing the energy yeah. now, now that we watch the videos of the gorillas fighting to the death. Whatever. Yeah, now we're ready. Heck, that cat. is. Kat, I'm afraid to look at Cat's <laughs> search history, you guys. Like, where is he even finding videos like this? But hey, after a, a game like it's, that, it's, you watch what you want, bro. It's better than Bobby Portis imagining every player on the opposite oh, yeah. team is <laughs> slapping his mother in the face to get himself <laughs> psyched up, I guess. I like that. But uh But with Vando, with that energy, uh. he sometimes di- you know it's, it's the uh, notion of 50 50 ball some nights yep. those swipes are becoming slaps on the hands and he gets mm. a few fouls or some of those nights he's knocking the ball out of bounds off of him you know yeah. instead of off the opponent yep. so that kind of stuff uh you know there's going to be good nights and bad nights because that's just the kind of game he had but last night everything was uh, going the right way
0: yeah totally um yeah so continuing to watch the rotations obviously that will take a few games to kind of work itself out and uh, you know now that hopefully the team will be a full strength with uh, Beasley in there Sorry, with uh, Beverly uh, in the lineup. So yeah, just kind of figuring out, especially how those guards and, and kind of wings work out with the, with your big three. Um, that'd be cool. And then you know, I think along with that is sort of the new schemes on offense and defense uh, brought in by Chris Finch. We saw a lot of that last night, or uh, as we record this last night um, against Houston. Um, a lot of the you know more aggressive defensive. Pick and roll type of style stuff. You know, Towns coming much further out on the pick and roll, even hedging at times. Um, You know, if that's the case, then you need that. You need Vando on the back, right? Because then he gets the he gets the roll man. If Towns can come up and take the ball. Townsend's band's rolling. you got to have another guy on the back line step up and take that man, and that's Vando. And so, if you have those two, I mean, I think that's a, that's, he can cover up those mistakes, but just interesting to kind of see how they're going to play um, defense this year, especially, I think is really interesting. Um, again, talking about those, those rotations and how the mixes are going to work. But um, I don't know. I think there was a lot of talk about the team, you know, maybe, oh, we're going to lean into offense. That's where our bread's buttered. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens on defense. But it seems at least to start this season, that they're really going to try and do both things here. They're going to try and have a, a blended lineup where, you know, again, this team is full of one way type guys. Uh, so you kind of have to mix and match in that way. And so I think it is interesting. I don't know if we'll see if it ends up being the wisest decision um, or how much that does hurt the offense to have guys like Okogi and Vanderbilt out there for, for larger minutes. Um, but it will be interesting to see sort of, yeah, how that blend um, continues to work for well, the team.
1: I mean, not every team is going to be the Houston Rockets in terms of giving up 20 plus mm. turnovers in the mm, game. Yeah. But if we can keep the turnover numbers up, that's yeah. you know what was so fun last night was watching defense turn into all offense. transition. Yeah. And that's what happens when you get a lot of turnovers and yeah. that's uh that's the kind of environment that Jo can thrive in and Vanderbilt can thrive mm. in because all they need to have is the hustle to run back down court and be open, you know. And so I think that if we can keep turning defense into offense, then there will be enough chances because it's really in the half-court offense that yeah. Vando and Jo just get that's taken what the out problem the is.
0: Equation, yeah, so. yeah, good point. They're, they're they're much better transitionally. And then on offense, you know, I think we did see some some different things as well. Um, you know, a lot more Towns ISO even. You know, like Towns at the top of the key with the ball. Ball, just getting to lock in on his man and either take him in or you know drive and kick, you know that type of stuff. So I've liked that. I like that last year with Chris Finch. It's one of the main things I really liked about his, you know, second half of last year, you know, or his post All Star time with the Wolves is his ability to get towns the ball in different situations and really mix that up of like. And again, allowing him the ability to bring the ball up the floor. I love that. Um, So I I really like how much more towns had the ball on offense. And it seems like they did a good job getting him in the post, getting him outside, having him on the elbow. So a a big variety of like, um, you know, town centric stuff. um, I think that's going to go a long way. And, you know, obviously, Wolves fans have been looking for that for a long time more towns, more towns. And it's hard because he's a postman. So you got to get him the ball somehow. But um, I'm looking forward to that too and seeing how that evolves um, for Chris. Finch in the offense
1: yeah it definitely seemed like an emphasis in a way that it hadn't been in the past which is a running joke on this pod uh-huh. it's like can we, how many years did it take for us to get get towns a point guard who can make an entry pass yes. i'm looking at you jeff teague you know like <laughs> a post entry pass so simple or so many times cat would have the advantage on a guy and jeff teague's like i can't yeah. i can't get the ball and yeah. i better arm, dribble it away my arms are too right, short. exactly so um just yeah seeing sometimes you know when the point guard didn't have the pass to Cat, kicking it to a second guy who can then kick it to Cat. It's definitely you know a point of emphasis, and as long as he can keep his uh, his offensive fouls down, uh, you know yeah. it seems like it'll be a winning strategy.
0: Yeah, and I think again it should be interesting to see sort of how the usage rates you know kind of come from this because there's also still a lot of Anthony Edwards you know with the ball in his hands and something to look for this year. We could have talked about this in the past section, was or no? We're still in the focus section. Um, is you know. Ant's usage and Ant's shot selection, because obviously for a lot of last year, you know, he was the only guy on the ball, you know, with D-Lo to out, hey, green light, bro, but with this team full healthy, fully healthy, it's a different thing for him, and he needs to be more careful about, you know, getting too many shots up or taking too many mid-range or something. He only took one or two mid-rangers the other night, so and, I and think... And
1: one of them was so ugly, maybe I'll discourage mm, him from That's Africa. right, air ball. Yeah. Fade away, you yeah. know, like, just crazy fade away turnaround jumper that didn't even get close Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think overall his shot profile was good, um, you know, in that first game, but that's something to continue to monitor and just to see how the mix is going to work out. I mean, I think D'Lo might be the odd man out here. I think he, his usage is going to go down quite a bit more than Towns and Edwards will. Um, Hopefully he's okay with that. I mean, he's a, he's a pass guy, you know, obviously he's a shooter, but he's also a very good passer. So, I could see it working. I just – you don't know maybe within D'Lo if that's going to be cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. French did say he felt like there was a little too much of just taking turns on offense. Mm -hmm. Like – Ant had it's his time. big stretch. And, like, obviously, Delo had his big stretch in the third quarter where he hit three consecutive three pointers, as he can do, you know, out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's up to 18 points or whatever. Wild. And yeah. he's got that. And so uh, Finch did say it did feel like we were just taking turns a little bit too much. So I imagine that'll be. And what you're saying is focus on this going forward. I'm, uh-huh. I imagine that's something we'll continue to see get worked out throughout the season is yeah. not making it be like, okay, this is your five minutes, Ant. Okay, this is your five minutes, cat, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think if the team, when the team finds itself in like a real contest, you, hopefully you see that you know that's there's a little more leeway in this. You know, this thing was was 20 points plus, you know, for almost the entire you know second half or whatever. So, eh, you get a little get away with a little bit more of that, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's trying to think of other things to look for. I mean, again, the the energy. I that's mean, my number one thing uh, is, can yeah, we, can
1: we keep it going? Can you know? keep it going, because yeah. Because if we just play with this energy. Like, that's, that's, that's worth. 10-15 wins alone you know (laughs) like yeah it can be because yeah
0: you're going to get these teams in here that um you know whether they're tired from traveling or they're just not as good as you or whatever it is like you can you know you can win with that with that uh with that pace and with that um intensity out there um you know and I think the Wolves are you know relatively deep in, in that kind of way of having guys who can provide that um so even if they come across an injury or two or whatever happens like I feel like a lot of the Timberwolves players can do that so wow that would be just We talked about a little bit in our sort of questions Preview about you know the the, the Team's going to get a lot of fans who you know oh, Look at this slightly better defensive Effort team yeah. and man it, it, Until it's just like I can't believe it's actually going to happen until Like it happens for a few more weeks but if that's Like part of this season we're in for a lot more fun. Maybe not right. a lot more wins, but a lot more fun. You're right
1: about the fan thing. We talked about this in our preview podcast about who's going to be the most hated player on the walls by <laughs> casual fans, and it's just a Minnesota casual sports fan thing, like they want to see hustle. They want yep. to see you run out the ground balls that are obvious outs and stuff like that. And like just doing the performative aspects of hustling will win you a lot of hearts and minds in the state of Minnesota.
0: Yeah. So. It's like, Oh, <laughs> and Vander are like the two guys for that. And they're like, you know, they're kind of on the fringes of the rotate of a, right. you know, sort of a sub 500 NBA rotation. So they're not actually like great NBA players, but like they will be fan favorites because of like, you can just, just watch them for a little bit and you can just see fetishize hustle. Uh, yes. Part, yes, so. indeed. Um, all right, so that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, when we watch the team this year. But uh, there's also other ways to focus on the team, Scott. So let's uh, let's move on to that. He's on fire. We're going to track the pack this year, you guys. It's, right. it, it rhymes. It's a good uh, marketing slogan. You know, shout out it's to the Timberwolves. An for interesting
1: that conundrum for me, Neil, because. Mm. Tracking uh, a pack, tracking the pack, which is namely a, a, what they call their behind-the-scenes video series that they've yes. been doing, which is yes, yes. very good, very, very well, well quality. Yeah. Hopefully, they can produce them a little quicker. You know, I think uh-huh. they saw enough. I'm sure it's just like one guy trying or one person one, yes. behind the scenes trying to do this and like the feel the like pandemic. Every, every yeah. three months, one would come out or something. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> but I think that they'll be able to do it a little quicker. But yeah, it uh-huh. feels almost like an episode of like Hard Knocks or something because you're just behind the scenes and getting this kind of access that we never get to see with the player. Yeah, and they've been a very high quality, so I've really enjoyed them so far. But now I'm in a conundrum because last night I watch games on replay, Neil. I think it's been brought up a lot. Yeah, I like to usually watch. Usually I do as well. Uh, watch them later in the night. Forever not down. tweeting. That's why. Exactly. Uh, Wednesdays will be tough. But yeah. so uh, last night, you know, I'm like got the game, and I just was like, okay, I'm going to watch a couple things before the game. You know, just mm-hmm. so I can, you know, have have a beer, get in the right mindset, kind of relax after work. And I went on YouTube, and because I subscribed to the Timberwolves YouTube channel, I ran the risk of like spoilers, because they put those highlights up dangerous, so fast. Dangerous. And so now I'm like, oh, the, the track, the pack content is so good, but I feel like I'm going to have to unsubscribe from the Timberwolves channel, <laughs> just so I don't accidentally stumble into spoilers <laughs> on the YouTube app if I remember saving yeah. a game for replay later on. Yeah.
0: you got to be careful um, here, you guys. That
1: is a uh, great thing to follow, everybody. I would I'd very much recommend you do it.
0: Yeah. the Timberwolves, You're saying the Timberwolves official YouTube page?
1: Yep. And and specifically the Track the Pack series. And also one thing that I've been noticing, and uh, I think this is re- reflective of some good uh, mental health, that Cat is in good time, good area right now. He's back to streaming on his Twitch channel. And I think that yeah, that was something he did during happier days. It seems like a way he can kind of de-stress and, um, you know, just kind of vibe and chill out and have some fun. And it's so good to see him back on Twitch doing that again. And it gives you a real insight into just like, Trivial stuff, you know, the stuff that doesn't really matter. But, like, if you're really interested, we don't get to learn all, too much about these players unless it's in their media guide, which I will be getting to <laughs> at some point. You know me, I love the media guide. We will have a game. But, like, just for example, I was watching this stream the other night. I found out Cat has uh, his girlfriend, Jordan Woods, turned him on to sushi. He there apparently would never touch the stuff before uh, he met her, and now he's a big sushi guy. All right. So, bringing that to the diet, you know, maybe that's why he's looking in such a good shape. Uh, But just like just seeing that side of cat is is very fun, and it's it's just relieving to see him back in that kind of like relaxed jovial mood after not seeing it for the past two years
0: yeah totally that's that's uh well said and yeah just again just like social media accounts in general are a great way to uh keep up with what's happening you know whether it's uh you know maybe it's like highlights or something after a game but a lot of these guys are also you know in, in the spirit of like the behind the scenes like type stuff that's another way to get that you can kind of see maybe uh you know who's bonding with who uh after the games you know again we mentioned uh you know Kogi and and uh, Ant, you know, with the Thursky thing, they had a, a little video of them at Top Golf, um, uh, you know, here in the Twin Cities. So you know, just stuff like that is a, is also a good way um, to kind of stay up with the team and, and kind of. Follow them on a on a different kind of level rather than you know just reading the Star Tribune and and you know following your Twitter stream or whatever. So right. there's the, lots of stuff like
1: that. Watching the games, reading the recaps that's 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 your food, and then the rest of this is yeah. the flavoring. You know,
0: yes, yes. There's lots of other ways to get um, you know, and, and it's just fun because there's always so much new stuff. Uh, you know, whether it's like new platforms for this thing or. Um, you know, just just new people coming into the coming into the fold, coming into you know the Timberwolves fandom experience and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, uh, we have the great uh, Jake Scrafts, uh from last year. He was a newcomer onto the scene, and now taking he's, a step uh, forward. He's a I thought, mainstay. I thought he
1: was running, you know, at peak last year. No, and now he's he's even taking no, he, another. He's step He's even forward.
0: higher, you know. Talking about Candace Supes, obviously, he's he's a part of the fam. Uh, All of our blogging partners right. too, you know, especially Canis Slick. They, they've been there for a long time, so long covering the Timberwolves, so long. And yeah, we got Jake in there, so you know, he's got merch. Got all that kind of stuff now too. Um, What else, Scott? How else can uh, can fans of the team track the pack? I mean, obviously you're listening to this podcast. You're you're a super fan, right? You you spend you know lots of time in your day listening to stuff like this to to help fill out your your wolves uh, content diet, if you will. Yeah, actually, Um,
1: I'd love to hear recommendations from fans. What are the kind of like little channels? Maybe they don't get the most attention. Like I think uh, you know as as much as I like to make fun of them, Timberwolves' Reddit is fun to kind of take a peek at once in a while because yeah. you'll learn like where like some memes come from, like the whole Nas Reed emphasis thing. I think they've had a large part of that. Or like back in the day, the Gorgie Jane Trebuchet stuff, a lot of that was fueled by Reddit. <laughs> yeah, So I think that you know, obviously, yeah. Well, once again, I make fun of the fans on there because some of them are very reactionary. But uh, I think that's also a fun place to get a little color. You that know?
0: might be the best place to find out like the deepest internet um, like minutia around the wolves, right? Like, like you said, like explaining why a thing is a thing. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe that's where we need to go for this uh, thirsty uh, investigation that we're on right now. Um, you know, but yeah, they just dive deep into the smallest things so much there. Um, so I think that's definitely a good place to go whenever I need to figure out something. Um, uh, I ask Scott to go there. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of the place, frankly. Um, but then also super's comment sections. You gotta, oh. you gotta check that out, obviously. Here's I mean, the, it goes without saying we're on, we're part of the Canis family. That is the number one place and to get all your wolves coverage.
1: Returning to my Timberwolves Media Diet is Min Post, everybody. Hey Britt is back at Min Post. The yeah. Athletic froze their freelance money for the rest of the year. So uh-huh. uh Britt's back at his old stomping grounds, Min Post. That used to I be the source for like the best Timberwolves content because they had Brit and now they do again. So. I hope they
0: bring back his like illustrated like face thing. Oh, yeah. You know? I think great. it was like his handle or is his handle but right. i think that started as a min post thing like i think that's where he got you're that. absolutely right it yeah. Is. So, yeah so i yeah, want to bring that back, back. <laughs> um be yeah, a min post uh read your brit for free now for some reason uh you're not an athletic subscriber which you still should be yeah. um you know still great content from just obviously around the around uh, around sports but although just, i will uh, say
1: yeah. that was the one thing where i would always i recommend the athletic a lot of great writers but i'd always say recommended to people be like you should gotta subscribe they have brit that was always my go-to that was like guy. That like, the number one thing. Yeah, and yeah. now it's a little less clear. I mean, That's I really right. like John Kay. I like Aaron Gleeman for twin stuff. I like Eno Saris for fantasy baseball stuff. So oh, they're yeah. still, like... Some great names, but that was my go-to when I told people to subscribe. You got to subscribe. They have Brit.
0: Yeah, they have Brit. That was that was uh, reason one uh, to do it. But, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff probably coming here from uh, John Krasinski. And, uh, yeah, uh, speaking of a sad thing about this, though, you know, obviously, you know, Dane Moore podcast, you know, with Britt. I always listen to the ones, especially oh, with Brit terrific. on them. You know, they were talking about this whole situation, which is really cool, a little inside baseball for, like, the, you know, journalism side of this. Um, and I, I found it disheartening, though, that uh, Britt was talking, about, like, you know, how long it would take for like people to get back to him at the athletic when he would pitch an idea for a story. And he said he also pitched that he wanted to write about the WNBA. And they're like, No, don't do, You're not going to do that. I was like, Ah, oh, very long, guys. Very discouraging. Like they, the, the athletic does now, they used to have a, a beat writer for every single of the 12 teams. Now they have like a couple people who kind of cover the whole league. So they're doing something, but they could be doing way more. And it just breaks my heart that like someone like Britt, who is now into the Lynx in a much bigger way than he was a few years, like wants to write
1: about the team, but they're like, Pass. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to study the tea leaves too closely to realize the athletic is going through some financial yes, problems right now.
0: So yes, they're working on the model over there, I guess. Um, but yeah, what else? I mean, what are um, any other things here? I mean, uh, we got we got the. So
1: is there like TikTok accounts? Like TikTok. I'm not, yeah, I will download the... TikTok if I have to. People, you just got to tell me if there's worthwhile Timberwolves content on there. Yeah. Um, here's something random. There's hmm. an app I've started using. It's kind of like a kind of like an eBay type app. It's called Mercari. Oh yeah. And just for some nerd stuff that I use, like buying action figures and dumb stuff yes. like that. But I, I set up one of my save searches as Timberwolves, and I always just like to poke my head in there. It's almost <laughs> like 90% of the time it's like cards, basketball cards. Okay. I got the ant card, you know. I yes. got this card. But then every once in a while you'll see some of that, uh, you know, some of that merch that usually ends up in your closet, Ooh. Neil. Some old school Timberwolves throw bags or like yeah. duffel bags or Maybe like shirts. giveaway items. Yeah, I mean, I've got, a sh- I've got a shirt that's half Ricky's face, half a wolf's face <laughs> in my uh, saved Liked yes. the post right now. Yes. I'm watching the price on that one. From a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's just another, you know, funky, fun, weird, out-of-the-way kind of app that I use. And yeah. It enhances my Timberwolves enjoyment.
0: Yeah, you can go shopping. You guys shop for vintage stuff over there. Um, so yeah, lots or sell of your stuff because Neil will yeah. buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it up from you. But, yeah, lots of ways to uh, track the pack. This season, we got Wolves Plus coming back. That has been announced. Marnie awesome. um, Gellner's bringing that back. And uh, yeah, hopefully they get um, a new slate of guests. That will be uh, very enjoyable. So yeah, lots of great podcasts, websites, um, Twitter accounts. You got it all. It's happening this year. And throughout the you know, so A, we'll link to all these things in our show notes. If we talked about it just now, they will be linked in the show notes. So go check that out. And then throughout the year, as part of our weekly Wolfies segment, which we'll get to here in a little bit, you know, we'll shout out specific things and other things that come up. So, This will be an ongoing um, kind of um, something to watch. Neil
1: loves recommending media in his Wolfies. Yes. I love tearing people down.
0: (laughs) That's right. All right. Uh, So many great podcasts. How do we have time in our lives to listen to all this great content that we want to get done? (laughs) Preach,
1: uh, Jim Pete. You just always have to be like, if I'm taking the trash out to the trash bin in my garage I will put a podcast on for the walk. You know, like you just—I'll always be listening to podcasts in the background.
0: Yes. All right, uh, Scott. Time to take a break here and uh, get to our uh, always wonderful sponsor. With the Timberwolves winning their season opener in blowout fashion, the team has continued its six-year streak of starting the year one and zero. The Wolves have been awful for nearly their entire existence, but there's one thing they do consistently well get their
1: fans' hopes up with tantalizing early success. This gives us a perfect opportunity to mention today's sponsor, Overreaction Outreach. If you know anything about the Wolves, it's that the good times are fleeting. The joy of watching competent, above average, winning basketball might only last a few weeks or maybe even days. Overreaction Outreach is here to help Wolves fans overreact to the smallest of sample sizes.
0: Staying calm, cool, and collected is for suckers. If you're even-keeled, you're not doing it right. Overreaction Outreach will assist you in projecting unreasonable expectations across an entire six-month season after only watching a single game.
1: So call today, 1-800-R-YEAR, and talk to one of our completely irrational team members. They'll fill your head with delusions of grandeur and give you talking points to help you justify your misplaced optimism to yourself and those around you. Overreaction Outreach, the experts going
0: overboard. Thank you to Overreaction Outreach for their support of Wolf's Cast. Up next it's time to predict it. We'll predict it. time to predict some things for this season it's a segment we like to uh you know do a couple times per year and uh you know we like to track predictions from the
1: past that's right we don't just no we launch these predictions and then never tell you the outcome we hold ourselves responsible yeah we'll bring them back in here fortunately and, uh, and unfortunately sometimes <laughs>
0: that's right <laughs> no matter uh how well or uh, poorly we did in our predictions we will bring them back around and uh Well, we did a couple predictions at the end of last season about things that would happen over the summer. And so first, we have to come clean about those. I predicted that Anthony Edwards would not win Rookie of the Year, and it won't be close. Um, He didn't win Rookie of the Year. I don't know how close it was, though. I I mean, I know Ball was... It wasn't close enough. I mean, it
1: depends on what you meant at the time, but it wasn't like a blowout. Ant definitely got like clearly number two, but I, I don't think he was what I would consider close, at least not close enough. Cause I felt like he deserved it, you know? Um, but hey, if you want to hear that rehash, just go back a few podcasts in your podcast app, and you can listen to me make the case for Anthony Edwards rookie of the year. But that's right. Uh, yeah, you've got the numbers here. First place, uh, Lamelo with four hundred sixty-five points. Anthony Edwards came in second with three hundred and nine. So, yeah, so not very close. He got
0: fifteen first place votes. Lamelo got eighty-four. Yep. So that's you know more than it's. It wasn't a it wasn't a landslide victory, but a comfortable win. There for uh, young LaMelo Ball. I just want to uh, go into
1: it. I just want to go into it again. But no, I'm no, not going to.
0: You, you know, we're not going to rehash we're, that right,
1: one. Right. It's already been litigated and settled.
0: Instead, Scott, tell us about your prediction at the end of the season.
1: Well, uh, I thought that there was a chance that one of our core five, who are defined as Cat, D'Lo, Ant, Beasley, and Jaden, one of those five wouldn't return, you know, I thought... A lot of rumors. Oh, yeah, the, all the ben, the summer of Ben Simmons rumors, you yeah. know, there's always that chance that, like, Beasley and Jaden would be in a trade package for Ben Simmons or something like that, and I thought, oh, if anyone's going to get traded, it's probably going to be Beasley or Jaden, So, or maybe even D'Lo, so I'm going to say one of these five guys won't be back, and instead, we have just an amazing continuity from year to year. Usually, the Timberwolves turn over their roster pretty quickly, but, you know, like, almost everyone on the roster besides, like, Tory and Prince and Pat Bev were here last year, so... So.
0: yep if only Ricky Rubio had been one of the core five ah, then soon. you would have got that
1: right really yeah
0: they traded uh, Rubio Hernan Gomez and Culver yep uh, those were the guys who got sent out maybe so. if it was
1: a core six Rubio would have made the list
0: but, now uh, do you want to um, you could extend this bet uh, this one Scott to uh, like the trade deadline here like uh, do you think all of these five players like would make it to the trade deadline or maybe even finish the season with the team is there any uh, any idea there about that I if mean, there's
1: someone I would say it's Beasley but I don't think we that... could do that
0: we'll do this when we are close to the trade yeah, deadline and exactly. see but I didn't know what you thought now I think right was... now
1: it's more likely that nothing will happen yeah. and you know if I, I could take the field over taking one of these guys to be traded I'd take the field but I do mm-hmm. think Beasley's most likely
0: yeah yeah and again we made these predictions predictions uh you know april <laughs> beasley's gonna <laughs> have like to start that, playing so. well before That's people right. want to trade for him though need to raise that value up all right my second prediction uh from april was uh, leandro bomero will come over to play for the wolves this summer indeed he is on the team number nine and uh you know we'll see how much he actually plays for the wolves uh, whether it's the iowa or the timberwolves uh the iowa or the minnesota wolves and um and uh, but, yeah, good to have him here and looking forward to watching him play
1: yeah, you know, he brings something different to the team. So, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's exciting. We'll to see have what a rookie, it is. You yeah. Know? yeah. All right. And my second pick, kind of tied into my first pick, is I said that the Wolves would have a pick in the first round of this summer's draft. Mm-hmm. And that means this previous summer's draft, yes, I should yes, say. Yes. yes. And uh, I thought, you know, if we're trading one of our core five, you know, maybe we'll get a draft pick. Picks back. will be in there. Yeah. There's ways to work yourself back into the draft. And, you know, I thought Rosas, you know, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love that wheeling and dealing, uh, but I was wrong about that. We did not have a yeah. pick in the draft, but that's all right. We have our rookie because you were right about your prediction, and we got Leandro over here.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's make some new predictions now that we've put those to bed and um, you know start fresh here for 2021. We each have two picks. One of them is going to be about um, a prediction of something that will happen before the end of the calendar year. So at the end of uh, 2021 here, next few months, you know, two and a half months away. Um, and then another prediction of something that can carry uh, for the whole season, something to track for the whole um, uh, 2021, 2022 NBA regular season. Um, so let's get to those, Scott. Um, I'll get us started out with uh, my before the end of 2021 prediction. I think carl Towns will win an NBA Player of the Month award. Um, I was I was torn here. I maybe was going to go a little softer and say Player of the Week. You know, because there's a lot more of those to give out. You know, probably have ten of those uh, coming up here before the the end of uh, 2021. But um, um, player of the month we'll, we'll, I'll go a little bit bigger A little more um, You know Grandiose with it uh, You know So I, I think they do one For October So he could There's three, sure. three opportunities For him to get one of those yeah. And uh, I don't know if he got it uh, In that two years ago season when he started off so hot before he like hurt he his hand did. i think he at least got a week award but um to, to get the month one th- those are really big so western conference player of the month carl towns yeah, october win, november or december
1: you win two or three of those you're mvp basically you yeah
0: know? yeah totally so um, that's mine
1: yeah i almost said when i saw your prediction i was like yeah he'll win player of the month and ant will win a player of the week on top of that that was another one i was, I was thinking uh, should i pick towns
0: or should i pick Ant? i was
1: gonna say my prediction is patrick Beverly will be ejected from a game by uh, the new year, you know. Uh But I figure that's too easy. Once again, just like you, I I was like, I'm going to make this a little bit tougher. It seems very likely he will. (laughs) So instead, I'm going to say, cat. Will not foul out of a game Ooh, this calendar year. The, you interesting. Know, f- until 2022. Because you know he gets into that foul trouble, especially if he gets you know a couple offensive fouls early. Those were his only fouls I think he had last night. Exactly. I mean, at least for
0: most of the game, he just had those two offensives. Like, okay. Right. And,
1: you know, once the opposition gets tougher, I'm sure there'll be the defensive fouls too. We all know he's foul pro. Oh, yeah. And it's probably his biggest weakness as a player. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that's my prediction, is that he will manage to stay in all the games at least until 2022.
0: <laughs> nice. Something fun to watch there for fouls. That would be, be very good for the Wolves if uh, their best player can stay on the court. Um, all right. Now for predictions for the entire season, I'll get us started here. Um, I am going to predict that Anthony Edwards' true shooting uh, percentage will be above league average, which is about 56 Percent. It's going to be an interesting year for him because he's not going to get as many shots as he did last year. Probably how many shots um, did he take
1: last night? You have it pulled up.
0: Yeah, last night. Um, no, you
1: had it right there. That's yeah.
0: Right. He had twenty one.
1: He had twenty one, and twelve of those were from shots. Free. Twelve of those were from three. So I don't over mind 50, it. Over fifty percent of his shots. I well over fifty percent of the shots mind were from that three. At all
0: so true shooting last year, fifty-two um, percent last year for for Edwards. You know true shooting uh, as defined by Basketball Reference, a measure of shooting efficiency that takes into account two-point field goals, three-point field goals, and free throws. So it's really a better way to kind of look at how a player is shooting overall by emphasizing the three and the free throws. So I want to see him get there, and this is a prediction that it will happen. He will reach league average. He will be above 56%. It'll just be fun to track that throughout the year, and um, so that's a that's kind of a fun one to look at this season. Scott, what do you have for your whole season prediction?
1: All right, Neil. Well, it's been said before. Uh, we went into a little bit last year on the pod when... Mm. Uh, at the time, FSN crew uh, dropped this knowledge. They said that I believe there's like seven to ten teams in the NBA who have never had a player make 203-pointers in a season. Wow. And the Lakers are one of them, funnily enough. Beasley was on his way last year, right? I, think, I think three people on the Wolves last year were on pace. And maybe even four. I didn't look it up. But uh, Anthony Edwards was like five off of Kevin Love's record in a shortened season last year. Wow. And I think that if you extrapolate you know how their, their rates of making threes, Beasley... Cat, Ant, and uh, D'Lo were all yeah. like around that, that pace, and so uh, you know I was gonna. Say, I don't think it's shocking to say at least one player on the Timberwolves will finally break that two hundred three pointers made in a season mark. But I think there's a potential. I mean, this is the crazy out there potential that all that four players could do it on this team this year. My prediction is two because I don't want to assume health. Uh, you know, you miss a stretch of games and we can see like last season, you know, any kind of missed time will hurt your chances of that. But I think that, you know, like I said, those four shooters are all make enough. You know, hopefully Beasley will get back there to, uh, to that level that you could potentially see four players make 200 three pointers but I'm gonna just say two two timberwolves will break the 200 three pointers made in a season mark for the first time in franchise history yeah
0: i mean just the way the league's going just just you know they just so much so many more attempted you know i think every team is averaging over 33s attempted per game now which is like a new nBA record and stuff so there's more threes getting up there there's 82 games this year uh uh, Edwards, uh led the team with 171. Uh, made threes last year. 72 he, games? As he played, yeah, in every game. And then, you know, Beasley, Towns, uh, Russell, all in the 120s range. But, you know, they played anywhere from 37 to 50 games total. So, I mean, that is all. Yeah, you can definitely see all these guys getting there. Um, man, I wonder how many like, Clippers, like, made two
1: hundred threes last year or something like that. Yeah. They were incredible. I it, wonder well, how
0: many teams, like, are going to have, like, this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, three of our guys made two hundred threes. That's like,
1: why I loved it because you're right. It's so Antiquated nowadays, with the, just the modern game, it, it's it's not going to be that kind of thr- like the new threshold will be three hundred made threes in a season, you know, <laughs> yeah. which Steph easily does. Like Steph yes. might get four hundred the season, <laughs> uh, so yeah. like that, the just. It, this is such an antiquated record. It's gonna be, and I'd feel bad if we were like the only team in the league still to do it. But there, like I said, there's some big name teams like the Lakers who still have yet to do it. So uh, I think it's just uh, be a good thing for the Turnbulls to get over that hump and excise that from the records books.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Those are our predictions. Uh, the crystal ball has been stared into, and uh, we will be tracking those. Here for the next couple of months, and then throughout the season. So. Also,
1: check out the Canis Hoopus predictions. Uh, the Aha. staff made some season predictions on CanisHoopus. What a wonderful site! And uh, check that out as well. I, once again, I was bummed out that uh, I didn't get my predictions in on time. But then I told myself I was just saving them for the pod. You know, there you go. It wasn't that I missed the deadline. I was just didn't want to spoil it, keeping that content exclusive for your ears, listeners. Yeah,
0: totally. All right, onward to weekly wolfies. Your weekly wolfies. It's the segment where we recommend um, something good or bad. We want to get on a little soapbox or uh, tell you about something awesome. Who knows? Weekly Wolfies is the place to do that. It's at the end of the show. We do it every single week. Scott, why don't you get us started off with uh, Weekly Wolfies?
1: Absolutely. It's you know I'm in a good mood. All Timberwolves fans across the nation, across the world, nay, we know. Shout out to our Australian friends. Oh, know. yeah.
0: We got international Wolves fans listening right now. Shout out to y'all.
1: So it's it's good time. So I'm going to bring that good energy. I'm very happy for uh, a guest on the pod, friend of the pod, Dave Benz. We had him on last season. Oh, yeah. And You can tell he was a little bummed out about not being able to travel onto away games and, you know, not being able to sit courtside and stuff like that. So I'm happy to see he's back courtside. I think they traveled for the preseason. Yes, So it looks like they'll be traveling again. So I'm really happy for that guy. He deserves some good stuff. And... So one thing that we also talked about with Ben's, besides the ant facts, which he was proud to announce are coming back, <laughs> love it, love those ant facts. Yes, but uh, you know another thing we talked about was a lot was pronunciation of players' names and how important oh, yeah. that is. That was you should uh, check it out. Neil will link it in the show notes. I'm sure uh, the pod we had him on. Yeah, but last night two important clarifications. One, you already messed up on the pod, Neil. Oh, Balmero. Yep, yeah, it's Balmaro like okay. tomorrow, not okay. Balmero. What like was Arrow. I talking
0: about? Because I feel I feel like yeah, I was saying, oh yeah, we got to get it right. Maybe they were saying it as Maro in the first in preseason games, right? I think I think maybe they were. Okay, so it's Maro. That's what they
1: said on the broadcast. Maro, like tomorrow. Balbaro. Okay, tomorrow Let's go. And then also another one. Uh, Gupta's first name. Do you, do you remember Sachin? Sachin? Sachin. Sachin. We've been calling him Sachin, Sachin. and it's Sachin, right. like such. Yeah. So replace Sachin, the Gupta.
0: a with a U. Yeah.
1: Such. So, once again, just good Such to know these things because I don't want to sound like an idiot mispronouncing someone's name on the pod. So, yeah, I, I sound like an idiot on the pod for other reasons. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I love to get those pronunciations. I took note of both of them, wrote them down to my notes app, and Suchin and Balmaro are the names.
0: There it is. Yeah, that reminds me of you know, a fan of the Nate Duncan podcast, and he was you know saying uh, Mark Lore for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And then he finally corrected himself and said he it was because apparently there's a Star Trek character or whatever. Oh, you know, it was like Lore or whatever. Interesting. So, or Else, So um, I think I might, we, you know, when it first happened, I probably, we probably said Laura the first time, but quickly learned it was Lori. Uh, I thought it was
1: yeah. funny on the broadcast that uh, Ben's was talking about players who don't care how frustrating that is. Like he'd go up to marching Gortat, yeah. Gortat, Gortat, Gortat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he would say, I don't care. It's like, dude, just tell me the answer. I want to say it right. He's like, I don't care. You just say All it out about hard. their name, yeah. yeah, about their name. It's just like, oh, that must
0: be so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my job. You get it right. Help me out. You gotta care some
1: way. Yeah, you gotta care in some like, way. I don't care how you say my last name.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Dave. I like his ideas about pronunciation. Always trying to get that stuff right. And it's because I think they say this too, but it's just like frustrating when you, as a fan, know that the the away announcer is saying it wrong. So especially to get the away guys wrong, or to get the away. guys is right, like that's just big because it's not just Wolves fans who are listening, right? You know, or watching your broadcast, it could be people from the other team, and they're just going to get unrationally mad at you. If
1: Gorgie you say was the right. real bellwether for oh, that. Yeah. If you went to an opposing arena, what, hearing how they said Gorgie's name would tell you right away whether or not that <laughs> they paid attention to pronunciation.
0: Well, and they would even talk about it, they would say, like Oh, we got to tell the guy at halftime, like we got to yeah. mention to the PA announcer at halftime that's Jang, d no, yeah. Diang, or tell whatever. Larry. Um, but yeah, okay, my uh, my Wolfie is uh, the The new uh, Timberwolves um, jersey sponsor—it's uh—it's Aura, which is a a digital security provider. Um, uh, So there you go. So they are—it's a—it's a a new multi-year partnership. Uh, So the Wolves uh, did have Fitbit for the last three years, and so you know this is uh, this is something new for for um you know for the team to have on their jerseys. So I don't really know what this company does, really. I mean, they're using lots of buzzwords here. It seems
1: like digital security. Digital security. Um, Which is a booming industry, let me tell you. Just think about, like, everyone yeah, getting hacked. Everyone it's, getting hacked. And most companies don't have very good digital security in place or good policies. So I yeah. think that it's a industry that I predict will be booming for the next forever.
0: Yeah, and an executive of Aura says, as official digital security provider of the Timberwolves, Aura is joining this community's defensive team, and we look forward to promoting simple, always-on digital defense in the Twin Cities. Okay. But uh, I'm not really giving them a Wolfie because of whatever this business is. I don't really care, whatever. But I think it's just cool to see that the Wolves have yet again have a really uh, minimal, out-of-the-way, modern-looking, uh, simplistic Jersey sponsor, yet again, just all white, looks great on their jersey with like the kind of like stripe kind of like look they have going on there right next to the Nike uh, swoosh and stuff. So, you know, uh, this obviously when this came out, it was like, cool, this looks good. But then playing the Rockets last night and (laughs) their nuts like Credit Karma, or no, this was I think even last year's, but they have another like financial three name sponsor this year that is like a patch it's like a square white patch right on their chest right there and it's just those are the worst ones because when they have to like fill in the background with like a flat color like it just stands out like a sore thumb Even obviously it's going to be team colors and stuff um, but it's just so annoying to have to see that and just like your eye goes right to it so I'm thankful that the Wolves have um, uh, for, the, for the second time you know this is now we're in year four I believe yeah. of the sponsorship thing they have a, a low key one that you just don't even see it blends in nicely, so um, hopefully, Aura is a good company
1: too. Seems fine. I thought some of the worst ones from last year were in four. Yes, again, off- Brooklyn's black and white uh, colorway jerseys like such a minimal, clean color scheme, and then you have a big red square. This is in four, and then I've also always hated the Harley Davidson patch on the Bucks, Bucks jerseys because it's orange and it's huge, and it just. You Know they've got some great jerseys otherwise, but I think the, the orange splash just ruins them for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, so yeah,
1: good times for maybe the Wolves. uh, we can use this as leverage, Neil, this new jersey sponsor. Because for years we've been saying we want a jersey design based on the Northern Lights. Oh, yeah, maybe they can do an Aura Borealis jersey. Hey, there you go. Hey, that's episode one form, everybody. Mid season form already. Trying to get some freelance work. Oh, that's for the right. Wolves Give me Aura Borealis, make it happen.
0: There you go. All right, that's weekly Wolfies. Time to wrap this show up with a game.
1: All right, Neil, uh, you know, first week I thought I'd break out one of my favorite games. You know, shout out to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Public Radio. I stole this one from them. Classic. A good old limerick challenge. I will read a limerick, Neil, and you will fill in the final words or okay. word.
0: Usually I can do pretty well at these, but um, you never know. There might be some trip me up here.
1: Yep, and you know, fans at home, play along with play us. Play along, yeah. Here's our first limerick. Wolves fans hope this will be a new story and that their team will finally gain glory. Will he and A-Rod come on the pod so we can welcome new owner...
0: Mark Laurie! That's Thank right. you. There it is. I just said it. How uh, how uh, serendipitous there. Laurie. Not Lore. If I thought it was Lore, that'd be harder. I, I was for me.
1: considering doing uh, a rhyme scheme around Balmorrow or Suchin to see if you Ooh. had internalized those, but I was uh-huh. like, Nah, we'll go with Lori. There's a lot of stuff that rhymes with Lori. Yes, much more than rhymes with Suchin. That's a really good one. <laughs> uh, all right, next up. To say he's our best, I'm not lying. He scores buckets without even trying. Although he is great, there's one thing I hate. To the refs, cat always is crying. <laughs> the one thing about last night's game, y'all, like it was like new Timrolls team. They're doing everything right, and then the one red, like glaring. Hey, this big glaring problem is still around. Cat immediately getting into it with the refs, complaining, letting it take him out of his game, getting yeah. an offensive foul. Like, and thankfully he got out, he got away from that later in the game. But we've seen that just ruin Cat on the court. He's he gets in his own head about the refs, and it becomes yeah. more about. You know, he'll run down to the other side and then commit another foul, being like, oh, well, you you called it on me when I did it. You know, it's just, it's tiring. And it's a level of maturity we need Cat to achieve. And so, what a bummer to to, see that last time. To
0: use a poker term, he's on tilt. Uh, you know, he is he's irrational in that moment, and uh, you know, it must be hard, obviously, to get feel like you're getting fouled. And but I mean, uh, it's it's so hard. The, the worst is obviously when he gets fouled when he has the ball and then doesn't get back on defense, yeah. But I can handle a little bit more if, if he gets the offensive foul called on him and it's a dead ball, and then you want to, you know, then you want to yell at the ref like. That's a little more acceptable, but to to your point too, it's like just don't get in that headspace of like a grudge. Yeah, you know, like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show them next play. It's like
1: man, like, you're already playing the other team. Don't also play against the rest. There you know? go.
0: Yes, yes. Limit your opponents. I uh, guess. So yeah, good one there.
1: All right. Here's our final limerick, Neil. To the to the delight of Wolves head coach Chris Finch, this summer Ant grew more than an inch. Will he still grow? There's one thing I know. Rebecca Brunson should replace. Say it again, say it again, say it again. To the delight of Wolves head coach, Chris Finch. This summer, Ant grew more than an inch. Will he still grow? There's one thing I know. Rebecca Brunson should replace... (laughs) Kevin Lynch. (laughs) That's right, she's so good, and I just... I have, uh, it's no surprise I've had a grudge against Kevin Lynch for years on this pod. I just hate him. I don't think he does a good job. Yeah, he's back again. And he's so aggravating. I just hate listening to him talk, especially when Rebecca's there doing awesome. She's so good at her job. I was yeah just blown away last night. I mean, she keeps improving. You know, every single year she's doing this. Yeah, and she was so good last night. I was like, why do we even have Kevin Lynch here? Just give that, <sighs> give his money to Rebecca. You know?
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know who's who's still uh thinking that's a good idea to have him in there i mean i guess he's like a former i don't even play in the nba but former gopher but like i don't know i think you've had your time man like you've been there long enough let's uh let's let uh, quincy lewis his and analysis Brunson. was
1: tired 10 years ago now it's just you know, antiquated. know. He,
0: he looks boring he sounds boring he never has anything like like new or novel to say like Man, it just feels like a legacy thing of like, oh yeah, here you are again. Yep, come exactly. on back. We don't want to look for him, yeah, even it, though the it, new until, people are right there. Until
1: you give us a reason to fire you, we'll keep redoing. Yeah. It. So let's go. Let's find let's a do reason. Do some digging. Let's find. Yeah. Let's cancel Kevin Lynch. It can't be that hard, everybody. <laughs> just a cursory internet search uh, will probably be enough.
0: Yeah. He's been he's been canceled by uh, you know analytic friendly basketball fans, but uh, that's about it so far. Yep, so All right, next work with the Limericks. There we go. That's always fun to do. Um, you know, this season I think we got to flip the game around. Right a little bit more often and I think when I do decide to take over the game the Limerick Challenge might be one of them I go to because it seems really fun to write Um, you know I write rhymes like that for like cuckoo kangaroo lyrics and stuff so I think I'd be I'd have a knack for it you know so I I probably would uh, I hope to turn the the tables uh, later on in the season is what I'm saying by giving you a Limerick Challenge
1: Ah, I'd love to (laughs) have it yeah you know you know First week, we wanted to welcome back our our longtime fans with a kind of a prototypical show. That's right. This is the format we've been using for a few seasons now, but I think Neil and I are both excited to try out some new things this season and experiment with some new ideas because as much as we love what we know we also got to you know introduce new things it's uh just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved
0: that's right we're going to keep doing that so uh yes thank you for listening to this episode subscribing to the podcast and uh, if you have any ideas for segments or things you want us to talk about or just let us
1: know what we talked about yeah you know, i gave you my recommendations go on your mm. mercari app and yes. like go on twitch and stuff give us your recommendations because there are some weirdo things you're using to enhance your Wolves fandom that I want in on. So let us know.
0: Yeah, we, we, we can't see it all. We're missing out on something. So let us know uh, all of those things. That'd be wonderful. And yeah, the season is here. We are, uh, we're, we're weekly, everybody. We will be recording. Feels so good. It record, feels so good yeah, to have NBA back in back the saddle. life. Yeah, we'll be recording every Thursday and releasing every Friday on Canis Hoopus and all your favorite podcast apps. So you can check us out there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. With another episode of Wolfcast when the Wolves will uh, for sure be 3 0. Got a little gift for you guys for the plane. Oh!